Imagine you are watching the World Series, game number five, and this guy comes, hits a home run, they win. Game number six, last inning, he's ready to hit another home run, and then, boom, strike one, strike two, strike three, three outs, his team loses, and you are shocked. What just happened here? <laughs> So Peter hits this home run in chapter 16, verse 17. The Lord Jesus says to him, Peter, what you just said is the biggest revelation that my father can give to anyone. And Peter so, feels so good. He hit the home run. And immediately after that, verse 23, the Lord Jesus says to him, Get away from me, Satan. <laughs> How that happened? Peter was just thinking of worldly things. When the Lord Jesus told his disciples that he needed to go to Jerusalem and die, and Peter said, hey, no, you do not need to do that. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes we are just like that. One second we are so spiritual and we hit the home run. And the very next second, and we say something so wrong, it is so worldly that we know the good Lord is just scratching his head thinking, oh dear, here we go again. After six days of that event, the Lord Jesus invited Peter, James, and John, the brothers, and said, hey, come guys, come with me. So they went to this mountain, and while they were there, Elijah and Moses show up, standing next to the Lord Jesus. So here we go again, Peter in his big mouth, and he says, I have an idea. Hey, watch these guys. Lord, I suggest this. What if we build three tents, one for each one of you guys? While he was just talking about it, immediately in that moment, there was a bright cloud that came from heaven and descended where they were. And then there is a voice, the voice from God, stating, This is my son. I am pleased with him, the one that I love. Obey him. In that very moment, the glory of God was manifested to these disciples. And you know what happened with them? They fell to the ground. They are on the ground and they don't know what exactly is going on. When you experience the real glory of God, there is no way that you will be standing just thinking, well, that's cool, you know, I like the feeling. No. When you experience the real glory of God, something is going to happen to you. It transforms you. It touches your mind. It touches your feelings. It touches your body. You know, the size of the universe, which we cannot even measure or fathom, is one example. But what about our own bodies? The magnificent work that our God did by giving us life, all His splendor, how great He is. Do you really think that you are going to be in the presence of God experiencing the glory of God, and you will be just standing there, just like, cool, cool. 
Hey Lord, I like your uh, seraphims and uh, your orchestra is, is kind of neat. Do you really think that that is what we would say? <laughs> My friend, it's not going to happen in that way. Honestly, when the glory of God comes to you, you will feel that power present, touching you from inside out, from your head to your feet, going up and down, up and down, touching you in so many levels that you cannot even describe it. There are so many scriptures that shows us how many of the prophets they were on the ground after experiencing the touch of the Lord. It's not that God wants us in the ground because there we are not useful but the truth is when the Lord touches you you are going to feel his presence. Naturally if you are on the ground after experiencing the glory of God a big fear will come into your heart. But the Lord Jesus came to them and touched them and spoke to them. And so they started to feel better and understand what is happening here. You know, Moses represents the law and Elijah represents the prophecy. But there is something so wonderful that you need to realize in regards of that encounter. That both arms of the glory of God the law and the prophecy, they need to work together and they are all combined in two main commands. And which are those? The Lord said, love the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul, with all of your body, with all of your strength. And the second commandment is this. He says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And then the Lord Jesus explained to them, do you know something? Those Pharisees, these religious people, they are wondering, what about Elijah? Because Elijah needs to show up. And the Lord Jesus said, they don't see the reality. John the Baptist, John the Baptizer, he was the Elijah that needed to come. And what was the message that John the Baptist preached? Isn't it true that the message keeps being the same in its current today? The message states, change your hearts, change your lifestyles, because the kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is near. Where is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is right now in our hearts. The kingdom of God is exactly that atmosphere that is just touching you now inviting you to repent, to change your heart, to change your lifestyle. Are you willing to do it? The Lord Jesus started to come down through the mountain and said to the disciples, you know what, this is necessary for me to go to Jerusalem and die. But remember, Peter heard that before, so maybe he was thinking, I think it's best if I do not say anything right now. You know, silence sometimes is priceless, especially when the Lord is talking to you. But we are so used to debate and argue. And honestly, do you think that you are going to win your fight against God? The Lord Jesus had done nothing wrong to you. All that the Lord Jesus has done to you 
is being nice to you, is being good to you. He gave his life for you. He's loving you right now. He's trying to touch your heart. Why are you fighting against him? But the disciples, when they were hearing the explanation of John the Baptist being Elijah, then finally they understood. Six days after the moment when the Lord Jesus reprimanded Peter and even called him Satan, get away from me. Six days after that, through this other event, they realized, they understood what the Lord was saying, but just partially, not all of it. Because they still, even though they knew that he was the Messiah, the one that will save Israel and us, they had trouble to accept that fact. And I want you to know something. The good Lord is going to show you some things. The good Lord is going to teach you some things. The good Lord is going to reveal to you some things. So you may understand what is what He's saying to you. Because it is a process. No one can get it right away. It takes time for everyone. It takes time to understand exactly what the Lord wants us to do. And you know what's the key? The key is understanding that it's all about Him. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's all about Him. What He wants us to do is to surrender. He wants you to surrender. He wants you to open your heart and say, Lord, I am tired of fighting against you. I am tired of carrying this bitterness in my heart. I am tired of being so upset for everything and with everyone. I'm tired of it. I need a rest. I need a break. And that is what the Lord wants you to do. When you surrender and you open your heart and you say, I need your forgiveness. I realized I messed up. In that very moment, my friend, the miracle of salvation is going to happen into your heart. Your life is going to be so different. And we all need to repent every day constantly for our sins, for our faults, for our wrongdoings. Sometimes without even thinking about it, we are hurting people. But there is where the mercy of the good Lord, His compassion, comes to us to rescue us and save us and give us another opportunity because it's all about Him. It has nothing to do with people that hurt you in the past or people that are hurting you now. It is all about Him. It is all about His kingdom, His love, because He wants you to experience His love. But at the same time, He wants everyone else to experience the same love and compassion. And now is your turn to do something about it. Also in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 7 and verse 12, the Lord Jesus says so clearly that all the law and the prophecy is condensed in one thing. He says, do for others what you want them to do for you. That is the meaning of the law and the prophecy. How you can bless others. Think about it. How you can be a blessing to somebody else. Sometimes it's so simple. All that you have to do is to be at peace with them. Stop fighting with 
whoever you are fighting. Stop arguing with whoever you are arguing. Bring peace wherever you are. Be the difference. Let the Holy Spirit transform you inside out. And when you do that, you are going to do something wonderful in the life of people. You will bring glory to the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And I hope that I'll see you here soon again. Have a beautiful day. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you.